Welcome to this week's episode of the CPG View, the number one CPG information source for global omni-channel leaders. We really think that you'll enjoy this week's episode with Jahan from Visit. We walk through strategy, capabilities, and best practices as it relates to visual content optimization, something I think will be leveraged greatly for a CPG operator. Enjoy. Uh, Jahan, could you introduce yourself, who you are, tell us about your company? I know you've had some really uh, big wins as of late with the big Series A round. Um, just give us a little bit of intro before we get into the details here. Sure. Thanks, Don. Well, first, uh, th- thank you for having me on the CPG View. Super excited to to be here and, and, and be a part of the movement. Uh, it's really exciting. So We're glad to have you. <laughs> thanks. So um, uh, my name is Jahan, uh, founder and CEO of Visit. Um, I've really spent the last uh, about 15 years of my career uh, working at the intersection of AI and consumer opinion. So I've had the, the good fortune of, of working on teams that have, have built uh, really exciting and really powerful AI applications that help large brands and, and retailers ultimately get closer to their, their consumers and understand um, and, and kind of be able to build analytics that help them make better decisions based on what they can learn about their customers. And um, first part of my career um, was focused on the you know, analysis of kind of text and, and understanding um, uh, consumer sentiment. Uh, and today, um, you know, very proud to be uh, uh, building and, and you know, uh, living, breathing the image analytics revolution. So uh, Visit is an AI-powered um, image analytics platform and company. And uh, what we provide is a, is a really exciting software that helps uh, customers really and uh, big brands, retailers, understand the conversion power of their imagery. Um, and, uh, to, to your point, you know, we, we, uh, we're very fortunate to have raised, a a, a really exciting, uh, series a round of venture investment last year, um, which has really helped us, um, continue to grow at a very, very rapid rate. And, um, the results that, that we're seeing are, are just extraordinary. You know, um, we're, we're living in a world now where, um, images are a company's most powerful and, and valuable asset. And, um, Unfortunately, up until now, there's never really been a way to measure its impact and be able to optimize uh, its impact at driving uh, sales and conversion and uh, visits bridging that gap with our visual brand performance platform. So uh, really exciting time to be in e-commerce in general, but it's a very, very exciting time to be uh, in the business of, of understanding and analyzing uh, imagery with AI. Yeah, super helpful. I, I, I think it's um, interesting how this does feel like one of the last green fields or open pastures uh, that is yet to be optimized. And having had personal experience in this realm over the years, it, it's one of the areas where brands invest the most dollars. Uh, and that's the irony of this is the investments are flowing here and by default flowing here, uh, but they're not being measured. Uh, and then as a result of not being measured, they can't be optimized for improvement. So exciting, exciting for, for you all to be leading this uh, for sure. All right. So Jahan, I know you meet with, you know, you work with a ton of brands at Visit. Many of them, I don't think many people know. So it's going to be exciting for, for you to share this with the, with the community. But 
you know, what's changed and what you're hearing from these brands as they think about their 23 goals? Yeah, so we uh, we have the opportunity to work with some incredible leaders and, and visionary brands um, really across categories. You know, one of the, the beautiful things about image analytics is that um, really if, if you sell any kind of products online, um, it's really important to know how effective um, your kind of image image-based content is for them. And so we've had the really good opportunity to work with people like Mars and L'Oreal and Panasonic and Moen and just some real category leaders uh, in their space. And, you know, from the conversations, you know, and the dialogues that we're having across the CPG industry, you know, what we're, what's becoming very, very clear is that everyone is really looking to squeeze more performance out of their e-commerce channels mm -hmm. and create more positive spillover um, in-store as a result of those efforts. And so, you know, the theme that we hear over and over again is how do I do more with less? How do I get smarter about the investments that I'm making and make my investments go even further and specifically um, inspire action that can then help me kind of take advantage of these, these learnings that uh, different analytics uh, suites are, are surfacing to us. And it's also clear that in the industry, um, like the industry itself is really beginning to recognize that image effectiveness is really one of the last uh, untapped opportunities for growth in e-commerce. And it's just, it's one of those things where when, when you're kind of dealing with a, a lever that is, is for the most part, completely untapped, it presents itself and is really primed for big performance gains. So, you know, when I see about, when I kind of talk to, to folks in the industry that are part of our customer base or just part of the community, you know, they're looking for new levers to drive growth and they want those levers to be ones in which they can easily action on, um, but where it importantly can create a flywheel for other aspects of your business. And really the one of those that can make an impact on both your, your organic visibility, your conversion rate, your sales performance, your media effectiveness is having optimized images on the digital shelf. Because improving your, your, your image effectiveness is going to not only lead to a greater kind of sell-through rate and take rate um, through Amazon, but uh, in doing that, you're going to also tell Amazon's algorithms that you're a more, um, you know, preferred product. There's something very like uh, attractive about what you're doing and they're going to naturally kind of boost your organic visibility, um, which then allows you to re rely less on paid search, funnel that those dollars into demand creation that just put more and more sales into the funnel. So um, I just see again, you know, brands wanting to do do more with less and they have really a singular focus on growth. Right, right. Yeah, no, I think you're right. That is a theme in our community is, is do more with less and you have to be choiceful as an operator around what capabilities you leverage and double down on. And as the space evolves, I think it's really interesting to question as well where investments have flowed in the past just due to happenstance and uh, you, you know the fact it was budgeted last year as a spend and it's budgeted in the future. Um, I think for us as a community, we really need to step back and say, hey, 
you know, does that, has the capability in our space changed and, and is the expectation of our consumers and our customers changing and have our investment, our disposition towards our investment, has it also changed? Because I think when people sometimes hear about what, you know, a solution like this can do, they might think in some cases, hey, that's not necessary. Um, you know, we can object, we can subjectively choose, you know, we have professionals, we have agencies, we have subject matter experts. But I think at the end of the day, when you look at this really objectively, you you all, I, I believe, have seen, you know, increases in sales 20 to 30% after the deployment of the tech. So again, I think it's just something that we as operators and in this community need to make sure we're always stepping back and saying, hey, you know, kind of what got us here won't get us there. Um, and, and make sure we're pressure testing everything before we just re-roll and re-rack the budgets from the prior year. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, Don. You know, the, the easy solution is make more content, but are you making the right content? That's really the key question for, for operators in, in our space. And, and in order to know if you're making the right content, you need predictive insight into the uh, effectiveness of that content. And specifically, you also need to kind of compare that effectiveness versus your competitive set. Because we all as consumers are very visual creatures. We buy based on what we see. What we see is what we remember and what ultimately influences our purchase and repurchase of products. And we've got less than two seconds to grab our audience's attention today. And so when you kind of think about that and unpack it, images are not only the gateway to consideration, but they're the largest conditioner of conversion on that PDP. Because we've all been in that situation where you know something shows up as relevant in your search results, an image catches your attention in that gallery, you click it, you go to the PDP, you look down two, three images, eh, and then you click back and you go to right. another image. Yeah. Now imagine if that's happening tens of millions of times a year. Think about making that same mistake over and over again. Um, it's just, it's really painful. And so when you think about, you know, the kind of key to kind of driving more growth is it's drive more and, and kind of squeeze more out of the views and impressions you're already getting. Like, mm. how do you make the best impression with every single one of those? Right. Um, you know, and uh, to, to your point, you know, I think it's uh, putting yourself in your consumer's shoes. Right. Yeah, no, I, I think kind of shifting gears here to, you know, another question I had for you is, you know, as you think about the brand you're working with, what KPIs are they prioritizing? And is there anything new that they're using from a KPI perspective? Yeah, it's a, that's actually a really good question. So I think I kind of think of them in, in my brain as, as kind of outcome APIs and then enablement KPIs of those outcomes. So the key outcomes that everybody's driving towards in the digital shelf, right? Sales, conversion, you want more traffic uh, to those pages. That's how a lot of comp plans are, are kind of designed and aligned. That's how sort of organizational goals are created. That's, that's not really shifting. People want more conversion. They want more sales. And they're reporting on it, you know, in their, in their kind of um, quarterly, monthly scorecards. What has changed, however, is sort of the, the shift into other kind of aspects of digital shelf performance that are enabling of that conversion outcome that you want to measure. And specifically with, with our customers and what we're seeing in the market, 
one of the key enabling KPIs of driving conversion performance is content effectiveness and specifically image effectiveness as kind of the most important type of content that you have on a page. So what we are seeing our, our customers begin to report on on a global scale now are visit scores. So what visit scores are is it's basically a measure of the conversion power of a particular asset or PDP, where the PDP level sort of analysis um, uh, basically aggregates the image effectiveness of your entire page um, for your defined audience. And so what we're seeing our, our customers begin to report on and standardize is how their visit scores compare against their category as a whole and as key competitors within that category. And why that's really, really interesting is because it's following a similar trajectory to what we all saw happen with search. Once metrics became available on how you rank in search on Google or you know, obviously on, on, on Amazon and where you're showing up in, in kind of the, the search results, it sort of yielded an entirely new economy and, and sort of growth engine around trying to move your search rank up because the higher you're ranked in search, the more sales you can ultimately enable. What we are seeing happen the same way is content has become one of, if not the most important driver of conversions. Um, one of our big customers, Mars, um, has identified that image effectiveness is actually more important than price. It's more important than reviews. And so it kind of makes sense, right? Like if, if you look at a product and the images don't arrest you, they aren't compelling, you're not going to buy the product, uh, regardless of sort of what the price is. And we've all proven as, as consumers, you know, we're all, we all tend to be willing to pay a little bit more for something that looks good. So how do you measure that? Well, it looks good. Um, and so, you know, as I start seeing um, this industry mature, we are seeing customers begin, the most innovative ones are creating um, thresholds and benchmarks for their visit scores that they can then use as a comparison point with their key competitive set. Because the digital shelf is always changing, new content's being added or refined or optimized by incumbents. And then new entrants that are more kind of digitally native are popping up all the time across category. And so understanding how effective your content is, is so important because we're all competing in the same attention economy. Um, and it's just been one of the very fascinating KPIs that we've seen um, emerge. Yeah, very, very fascinating. It does make me really question, you know, as, as any strategist uh, starts to look at, you know, their brand and how they achieve competitive advantage and, you know, create value, the only way to do, the only way to sustainably create value is to have a competitive advantage. And I think to your point, it is interesting how we're seeing this evolution. I do think if you fast forwarded and, and we replay this podcast five years from now, it's going to be clear as day for everyone. <laughs> um, right now, I would say the early adopters for many of these brands are the ones that get it. And the other 90% are still not sure or maybe questioning its validity and, and if it's real. 
Um, but you, you know, we'll have to put a reminder to replay this in, in five years, because I, I do think to your point, this is like the only, the one thing I like in it too, is search, you know, when, when that became a, a KPI and rank and relevancy, it, it, it dawned an entirely new to use your word economy. And I think it's going to be interesting and fun to, to watch this journey evolve. So, so if you're a CPG operator, you're, you're listening to this and maybe you're at an early stage in your journey, a later stage, um, I guess, Jahan, how do companies get started with, with image analytics? And let me just set the, you know, table here a bit. So I'm an operator. I'm being, you know, if you're an operator and you're being asked to do, do more with less, um, that probably doesn't usually involve bringing on new tech. Normally, just if you're thinking about, hey, let's cut, cut. Uh, you know, we have a potential economic situation in front of us that's very real. Um, any initial thoughts on how a brand might just start with image analytics um, for those in, you know, listening? Yeah, absolutely, Don. And and I think, you know, like like you said, the the world that we're in right now and the, just the, the recessionary environment that, that we're operating in, I think does lend itself well to experimentation. Um, and, you know, specifically, I think, you know, when you think about what image analytics can provide, the way that I sort of am, am, am kind of um, recommending that, you know, people start thinking about this is, is not as necessarily something else that you need to, to learn or that takes a whole big organizational lift to then implement. Image and analytics just kind of works. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's one of those things where it actually is quite easy to get started. And you know, for those you know, that, are, that are listening to the podcast that are more averse to uh, technology investments, um, image analytics or otherwise, um, I would actually strongly encourage you to do those experimentations because tech is where you're going to get that multiplicative impact. You know, it's not, you know, putting more money in media and hoping for the best. Well, what if you put, you know, another million bucks in your retail media spend and you drive a bunch of good traffic to your pages and people don't like what they see, you know, oops, you know, it like, we, no, nobody wants to be in that situation. Like, so I, I think, investing in tech now and sort of kind of creating a very thoughtful rollout plan of that tech um, is not only going to help you achieve your goals this year, but it's going to set up your flywheel for later this year and into 24, where to your point, you know, when you've got a new green space for growth, the early movers are the ones who are going to get all the worms, you know, Um, and then a lot of other folks are playing catch up. So the way that I typically recommend getting started is you know, do an assessment of your catalog and figure out, you know, within, if you're a multi, multi-brand kind of CPG or you're a multi-category single brand, you know, think about which category of products that are strategically important to you achieving your goals this year. Um, and oftentimes the, the SKUs that our customers will start with are the ones that um, tend to be higher trafficked, but have a lower than anticipated conversion rate that tends to be very symptomatic of a content problem. 
Mm. Um, provided that, you know, your, 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 your product is, is in stock and, you know, your, your, your supply chain is where it needs to be. Um, all else being equal, it's probably a content problem. So the typical way that I'd recommend starting is use image analytics, um, similar to how you'd use a, a Google analytics and it's set the benchmark, set the baseline. What given one category, one subset of SKUs that we have, how are we doing? What is sort of the kind of baseline image effectiveness that we have today? What are the problem skews in terms of image effectiveness? And what are the problem images in terms of uh, image effectiveness on each PDP? That really helps you get an understanding of sort of your strengths and weaknesses and sets the table for what you can do to optimize. Now, the other beautiful thing about image analytics um, and uh, you know, coming from my vantage point at Visit is um, you also have the ability to analyze your category as a whole, including your competitive set. So you can basically use that initial sort of um, uh, install um, uh, of the platform to understand what best in class looks like um, in your category to use to inspire and help inform subsequent content creation initiatives that you have. So kind of start with this like audit phase one focus on a subset of, of, of products and SKUs, um, drive an initial optimization, and you, your boss, your boss's boss, they're going to see the lift, and it's going to be fascinating. So Moen, for example, is a, is a company that we're very fortunate to work with. Um, I mean, they saw a 20% lift in conversions just by optimizing a handful of things um, for a subset of their SKUs. Um, it's extraordinary. And when you think about that, like now apply that learning and that model, that method across the rest of your portfolio on a retailer, then move to your second retailer and your third retailer. Because it's important to keep in mind, people that shop at Amazon, that shop at Walmart, that shop at Home Depot, they're different people, demographically, psychographically, which means the optimized sets of content that you're creating should be on some level different and catered to that specific retail shopper. Um, and so again, crawl, walk, run, but ultimately what, um, you know, it, um, implementing visit into your content creation workflow will do is it'll systematically ensure that any content that you're creating for the digital shelf is statistically advantaged for conversion versus everybody else that you wanna take those conversions from. That is a very powerful application of AI today. Yeah, you know, it, it makes me think about that famous quote. Oh, there's a couple of them, but they're similar. Of strategy without tactics is a daydream, and tactics without strategy is a nightmare. And <laughs> I think if you think Wise about words. <laughs> if you think about brands today and what they're wrestling with, it, it you know, they there really has to be complementing capabilities suited for the shifting environment that we're in and with more eyeballs going to phones and screens to not understand what your baseline metrics are your category benchmarks and optimize to you, you know be market leading is it, it's just leaving such you know, opportunity out there for someone else to grab. So yeah, it's fascinating, fascinating to think about. Uh, I do think it's also one of those things, 
you know, you guys have developed a company and you specialize in content. And I do think for those in our and listening, they this is interesting to them of the flywheel you mentioned. And and you know, content is one component of the flywheel. But if you kind of go down the list, you think about, you know, do I have the right selection for my brand? Is my content optimized for my brand? Do I have the right ratings uh, and review strategy? Do I understand that? And where do I benchmark? Is my product available? Uh, and, right. and you mentioned another point of, you know, what's my pricing strategy? What's my promotion strategy? And am I profitable? Nobody can do everything. But I think sequentially thinking about that flywheel and somewhat of that order will make sure that you can get the wheel spinning and can adapt and adjust. But I do think, again, I think if we played this forward five years from now, this is going to be, you know, I think you all are going to be synonymous with this category capability like Kleenex. I really do. I, I do think that visits just going to be Kleenex of, of visual um, optimization, but we'll see. We'll play the reminder in five years. So, <laughs> Well, I appreciate I, that, Don. We definitely have a lot of work to do, but to, to your point, you know, I think when you're looking at your whole, every aspect of your business today as an operator, and frankly, I do this as a, as a CEO too of a, of a growing startup, what investments can you make that have the potential to create outsized returns. Mm. That is really an important lens at looking at the levers and where you're gonna deploy those precious resources that you have. And content is just, it's gotta be at the top. Um, it, it's one of those areas where, again, it, it creates um, a measurable advantage for you, but in your space and in the category and to you know, your, your, your competitors on each retailer, it's an invisible advantage that you have because unless those competitors are on visit, they don't know how effective your content is. They don't know how effective their content is. And so if you sort of systematically improve the effectiveness of your content, you know, your, your competitors are going to be scratching their head wondering why they're losing share when their price is on parity, right? Uh, and they're also in stock. And, and like you said, they've got all the other right kind of... Um, you know, wheels moving for, for their online business. So um, it, it's just a fascinating time to, to think a little differently about content as not an expense, but as an investment. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the CPG View, the number one CPG information source for global omni-channel leaders. Mm-hmm.